You're listening to Grant's Rants. Subscribe and spread the word. There are a lot more rants to come. Listen anytime on all major podcasting platforms. And now, back to the show. And we're back on the podcast. I am joined by Ronnie Jr. Good to hear from you. Hey, good to talk uh, housewives with you. Sometimes you have a disarming nature (laughs) that I start talking meaner. Uh, no, Kyle is not a, a terrible human being, but she's just boring to the television set. Uh, I'm referring to Kyle from Housewives, who has never been interesting since season one. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Kyle's <laughs> overrated, but some people just like Teresa Judice, they just, oh, Judice, let's be real. They just love her. So, Mm-mm. yeah, Mm-mm. I don't know. I don't like any other than Beverly Hills, for the record. But, um, let's talk <laughs> I, about. I know. Yeah. I've seen your tweets. Yeah. <laughs> Although Dorit is looking good. I will give her some mm-hmm. credit. Dorit is looking real good. Mm-hmm. I'm with that. Let's get into some conversation about streaming wars, though. Um, this is not going to be a boring conversation. I hope people find it interesting, actually. First of all, there are way too many platforms. I don't know how many on average people are paying for, but if you look at how much these things add up per month, they're basically paying for a cable package at this point, right? Yeah, I mean, it started off uh, with a good intention, and now everyone wants their piece of the pie, much like podcasting. You know, everyone wants to, you know, just throw in something that they think will hit and and it be a money maker. And, you know, it's taken away the art of it, I guess. Like, even though it's just streaming, the art isn't there anymore is kind of how I'm, I've been feeling. It's It looks to me like these media companies are basing their whole bottom line and their whole future on these streaming platforms. And, I mean, I hope it works out for them because – it, like we were talking about Bravo in the previous segment. I mean, they're moving stuff over to Peacock, like you know that should have been on Bravo, in my opinion. And you know, I mean, that, what, what's 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 left to be said about that Bravo audience? You know, I mean, I understand the priority, and you want to have supplemental content, but you know, where how do you know it's going to be successful? And that, that's what this article really talks about. There's a CNBC article, um, and they talked to the Discovery CEO David Zaslav and. Um, a couple of interesting things came out of this. First of all, Discovery Plus, I can't imagine this is going to be very popular. I mean, we all know HBO Max. We all know the brand that goes with that, you know, Disney Plus, And now Paramount Plus is everywhere, which I don't know if people realize that Paramount is part of CBS Viacom. But, you know, it's, it's, it's all becoming a little too niche, I think. Mm, yeah, everyone who had CBS All Access, and I know people did because – uh, CBS All Access would air uh, Big Brother, um, like the yes. unedited stuff. Yes. I am uh, somewhat intrigued with what Paramount's going to do, but I think I worry about how most of these platforms seem to have a huge rollout, but nothing more. So it's like they're putting their money into the rollout. Um, and it's like any product. Like, do you buy a product based on the marketing or do you buy a product based on the product? I would love it if more of the platforms took um, – like they took intrigue with making sure the marketing doesn't overshadow what we're marketing to, because that's what's happening a lot. Mm-hmm. Great marketing, but then once we get there, we don't have anything. Well, Paramount great, Plus, yeah. go ahead. I was going to say, a great example of that is Apple TV Plus. I mean, like, that came in with the morning show, and like I couldn't even tell you what's on that. I have the option to look at it because I purchased an iPhone within the last year or whatever, and they extended it or whatever. I don't even care to figure it out. Like, I just don't. There's nothing on there that I 
wish to see. I have enough options in my own setup. So well, here here's the Too issue. Much. Well, w- Wilson Cruz had a really good um, queer six part miniseries, I believe, and and that was really good. Um, I don't I don't have the service, but I've been able to watch it with with someone. Um, my point though is, uh, yeah, people aren't really going to that service. However, they spare no expense at just hiring, you know, the most flashy, um, you know, high volume type entertainers. And I guess that works a little bit, you know, it does get attention, but you know, it's, it's not, it's not packing the punch after. And and this is what we're seeing everywhere. We're seeing this with Spotify, you know, Spotify, you know, Grant's rants is probably one of the best podcasts in this particular field. Like I, you go toe to toe with a lot of people that are making a lot of money. Um, but you don't see Spotify even investigating, even looking, understanding the landscape. What they are doing is saying, if you are a celebrity, let's give you thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. And we're going to put out a show that necessarily won't quantify people coming to check out the show. You know, when Spotify did their initial podcasting rollout, I know like Amy Schumer was one of the early people and Joe Budden, uh, the rapper, he was an early one. Well, the difference is Amy Schumer, she didn't she didn't garnish uh, the views. Uh, the data did not show that she brought anything. Because again, she's a celebrity, she's a comedian, and that's all good and dandy, but she didn't bring stuff to Spotify. Whereas Joe Budden, the rapper, um, he had his huge Spotify deal. Now he's with Patreon. Um, he left Spotify because he wasn't getting uh, necessarily what was best for his uh, creative outlet, you know, because mm-hmm. his audience actually did follow. So there's a difference. So I, all wow. I'm saying is I wish the networks and the streaming platforms for audio paid more attention to who they're giving the money to and not just saying, oh, celebrity, it's easy, it'll work. Because well, it doesn't yeah. work. I'll tell Quibi you. Knows, Quibi knows it didn't work. You yeah. Know, yeah. I, I really do look forward to the day when people realize that this influencer culture and this celebrity culture and these celebrity attachments and endorsements don't translate to the degree that they're expecting. Um, I just, I don't know why people don't realize this. You know, I mean, we've got housewives on Instagram today trying to sell a toothbrush or something. I mean, you know, uh, what are the sales? I mean, are people really buying these things? You know, I mean, it's just this culture is out of control. It's quantitative because they can look and say, see how many collective followers these people have. But does it translate? It's hollow. It's very hollow. On the TV show Summer House on Bravo. The least interesting person in the room is always going to be Hannah. That's just the case. That's just a fact. She is not interesting. She is a boring human being to the show. But she dominates. She's on every big podcast. You know, she mm-hmm. does silly tweets that are uh, irrelevant, unfunny, but get people to say, ha, ha, ha. But definitely you would never laugh at that actual comment in real life. And so what do they do? They basically take what could have been – Summer House has this character named Lindsay. Lindsay should be the star of the show. Lindsay and Danielle would be my top two follows if I was producing the show. But basically the show is now turned into the Hannah show. Now why do they do that? Because Hannah gets the most collective numbers, as you mentioned, and then now you have a hollow show. So that same rule, in my opinion, applies to the streaming wars. You know, you can't just pay rich people <laughs> more money and make them richer and expect it to work. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm intrigued I, what Paramount I, is going to do because yeah. – uh, can I tell you a get 
um, that I got with Paramount. Paramount giving us a lot of like real world type stuff and the challenge and a road rules reinception and a, a relook at real world season one as they're all coming back in the house together. That to me felt like something like, okay, great. I have something to hold on to. So that's maybe hmm. a, a move more platforms should look into. I guess there's a, a Rugrats reboot uh, that they're making. I mean, I, I don't know if we really need that. But everyone, they're looking under every rock, I think, to see, like, is there anybody here? Anybody care about this? Um, mm. I, yeah, it's, it's really going to be fascinating because thinking in the future where this all shakes out, like the CEO, again, of, of Discovery, he said that well, we're going to know the winners and losers of, this, of these streaming wars within the next two years. He says it's going to be Netflix and Disney who are likely the two like global winners. But then there'll be like a spot for really one or two others to really be competitive. And he thinks that the fiercest competition will come from those that offer the most script heavy content and that mm. others are going to have to merge and package and consolidate, which I believe is inevitable. And that's what I've been trying to tell like my older family members who are so confused on what to pay for. And I'm like, honestly, just wait, wait for them to consolidate. Not all these guys are going to be able to pull it off on their own. They're going to have to come up with some type of package deal where you get like two or three and then you pay one one bill um it's and what's the difference between that and cable you know it's old what's old is new again that is so true and also um i think that might be a really smart move i don't know how they're um conducting the programming but you just mentioned about your family members they probably would do better if they do have a target i mean i'm sure they do to a degree but really like have this is the type of streaming for this audience. While it's wide, it's still also niche to a degree. Um, I think a lot of times they're trying to just throw everything in, in a bucket and see see what you know lands. Um, and- my dad, who is in his sixties, is dying to cord cut, and I'm trying to explain to him like. You're not going to have what you expect. You're not going to have your news and sports and weather and, you know, you're going to have like a show from the 90s on demand. Is that something that you want? And I think a lot of consumers are still trying to find their footing with this because especially if you're like lifelong, like DVR, cable subscriber, mm. um, you know, it's, it's a different world. So it, I think it really will come down to a top four and maybe, maybe, maybe four or five. Um, but I don't see how all these people can compete. So we shall find out over time. But it's an interesting thing to think about because there's just so many companies that this is this is their future business model. Mm. And what happens if and when that doesn't shake out? So and yeah. And again, I like that you explored this in a way that you explored what it's like for the consumer, too. Because, again, the consumer is paying already all of their bills it's a tough year and they're going to do four or five streaming platforms that's going to end up being more than your cable bill would have ever been so boom you're back to square one and i mean you probably follow two OnlyFans accounts so that's going to put you back <laughs> another 25 dollars like well, <laughs> it's just too much like i can't too, do it. yep too too much too much on-demand content of all kinds <laughs> how does that make you feel, uh, <laughs> Grant, how, question to you, how does that make you feel as a creator, you digitally putting your content out for, uh, independently? Uh, do you sometimes worry or wonder where the landscape within this would go? What I wonder is where is a platform for independent creators? I wonder, like, okay, so we're going to keep giving the same people the same opportunities to host and produce the same stuff and slap their name on a lot of projects. 
you know, where I don't see anyone getting any younger here. I'm seeing a lot of the same faces from TV just getting big deals on these platforms. So that's kind of what I'm waiting to see. Right. Where's the independents? And where are they going to be able to find a home? Because if everyone has to have X amount of followers or have X agent, then it's homogenous. We can't move forward. And we and again, earlier... You know, we seen Khloe Kardashian have a show just because she's Khloe Kardashian. It was a talk show. I believe she got paid three seasons, but it only aired one, and it was on FYI Network. Um, and oh it was like God. a rollout of, of I FYI Network. What about that? Yeah. Yes. So my thing is, I mean, I am again by me saying Hannah from Summer House is big digitally, um, and she's not working on the on the show. Maybe people just don't care about that anymore. But I think at some point you can use the little tricks and the tools of like, oh, let me if I'm casting out a group, I want to cast people that are highly visible, but they still need to be good. And I think that's mm-hmm. where we're missing. And, and it's going to get ho- more and more hollow as the time goes. I have a, a little uh, thought. I think maybe one of the streaming platforms should look into if everything that we're putting on the TV grant is um, the rich this and the gaudy woman, you know, f- fashion this, which I love all of it, we all do. Um, where is maybe like an MTV? Maybe it's somebody new. I don't know. Where is the platform that is putting, um, making the band type shows? Remember when in MTV days they had making the band? It was a bunch of gals or, or guys too mm-hmm. who wanted to become uh, signed to a label. Now, I understand music industry is different where people don't necessarily need to be to a label, but I would like to see programming of that ilk. I'd like to see programming. It could even be something where we give, you know, it's a, a little contest where we give you an opportunity, American Idols for Music. We give you the resources to get your podcast to, uh, you know, a, a Spotify deal or where, Apple or whatever. Yeah, competitive think, reality TV. I think where, of the past. Yeah, we, we just, we have everyone who is a starving artist and they're getting the least attention they have ever gotten in the, the year that's been the hardest to make money. But the people who have gotten the money have been Kevin Hart. No diss to Kevin Hart at all. But I think there is a void. Yeah, there's not a lot of that out there to be able to pluck someone and bring them on except for like that had had tired old show, American Idol. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I mean, thinking about being a Broadway person and, you know, Erica Jane's just taking up a role. No, just Erica Jane. But, you know, we're just really not letting the arts shine. And it's it's hollow and it's going to be bad in the long run, yeah. you know, for, for all the creatives. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking of someone who's trained who they went to, you know, Tisch School of the Arts and they – are way better vocally and have a wider range than someone like Erica, someone who has danced their entire life and is completely qualified for that role. And they can't do it because Erica from Beverly Hills housewives has to do it for a storyline. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. like I said, for stunt casting to a degree does make sense. Like I'm, we're none of us, if Grant is running, you know, uh, a show like you could understand, Oh, bringing Erica would be great. But like, 
it's just it's becoming that's all that it is. You know, that's and, the problem. And, that's the you problem. Know, I, I was watching this one program. There's a program called The Queerities, and they were doing all the nominations. Now, Trixie Mattel is one of the biggest drag queens around. However, uh, the podcast she started was fairly new, so there was nowhere in logical sense for Trixie Mattel's podcast to be um, nominated for for the podcast. Maybe for other stuff, but not for that podcast. It not only got nominated, it won. And I don't even think they've got twelve episodes. I mean, I'm being I'm being <sighs> crazy and i like trixie mattel but this is what i'm talking about yeah. people are doing it because they're like well who's the heaviest and the busiest person let me attach my my cart to mm. them and let's let's ride off yeah. into the sunset uh good for business not good for the creative and i'm I, i'm demanding people to show more respect <laughs> <laughs> and follow my patreon because if you don't soon enough i'll have a corona bottle up my ass and i'll be on only <laughs> deal with that lifestyle yeah okay, yeah yeah <laughs> um well, how do I want to get out of this? Where do you go from there? <laughs> Speaking of questionable casting. He's thinking casting. about the corona. corona. <laughs> Speaking of questionable <laughs> casting, let's take a look at Kristen Stewart, unfortunately playing Princess Diana. There are photos out there. What the hell is this? Who wanted it? Who, who's, who's craving this? This is like an insult, in my opinion. Daily Mail, however, is apparently, they're apparently a fan. They're saying Kristen Stewart masters Princess Diana's signature style. She's sitting there in a wig. It looks like you'd get at the 99 cent only store with like not a shake and go Adidas <laughs> shoes on. I mean, I'm just looking at this. I'm like, this, this girl looks nothing like Princess Diana. And um, I'm just like appalled by the whole thing. Am I alone I, in this? No, I was appalled by the Christmas movie that everyone swore was so good and it wasn't so good specifically because of her. Um, I just, I try <laughs> to maybe not be critical and just wonder who is this person? Like who is the, the, the person who's sitting at home and is flipping on the old Twitter grant and is like, Oh yay. Kristen Stewart makes sense. I want to see her in another film. Like I just, who is that person? I mean, I, I sometimes got to remove myself from myself and think who is that person? Cause the person has to exist, yeah. but clearly it's not me. And, and the guy too, isn't Robert Pattinson. Isn't he going to be like a Superman or something or a, a Batman? Oh, it yeah. just, I don't know who this audience is, but we keep getting them, even if we don't want them. I mean, I've if I've said it once, I've said it a million times on this show, all you need is a good agent and some mm -hmm. followers, and that's mm -hmm. all you really need. I mean, truly. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, just looking at these photos, and, of course, like, yeah, I'm judging the whole film based on these photos, but I'm judging, and that's what I'm here to do. Um, it reminds me, I'm getting the same vibes of our dear favorite Lindsay Lohan when she played... Um, uh, Elizabeth Taylor in that wig on Lifetime, and I was like, "Damn! Like this is this looks rough. Like well, is Lifetime this a feature a pass, film? Yeah. Is it a Lifetime film? This, this I don't this know. I don't think so. I, I was just gonna say, is this a feature film? I, I just I don't understand this. The quality looks like it's in for Instagram Live, but I know it's neither here nor there. I mean, they're in production now in location in Germany, so there's definitely money here behind this and royal fans like diehard fans are they're already deeming this film as inaccurate so i mean just stop now just stop now maybe what you do is i agree with ronnie let's just turn on the instagram live for the wig is already on her head you know recite some dialogue you know and then let's call it a day we don't need to move forward with production on this i i, I don't know anyone that's going to take this seriously
And I think audiences were pretty happy with what we saw in The Crown season four. I think it was season four. I think audiences were pretty into that. So I don't know why we need to see another aspect of her story. Although yeah. she's fantastic, you know, uh, the legacy of uh, the princess. But um, Kristen Stewart wouldn't have been on top of mind. She would have been my sixth favorite person. <laughs> 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 that's a callback from our other episode damn it <laughs> yeah she would not be our fave um i don't understand what the hell this is and i won't be watching it's that simple there's too much good stuff i know that ryan murphy was doing a show that was all about like you know william not william what the hell is his name charles versus diana is that oh. this i mean is someone are we getting more of this i mean I don't, I don't know. I tried to look into it. Couldn't get enough information. Uh, just, I just knew enough that I wasn't interested. <laughs> that yeah, I I'm know. not interested in, in, in uh, Kristen carrying that role. But but if uh, Ryan Murphy does have something and it kind of uh, breaks down uh, Charles and, and stuff that had went on, I think I think that I would look at. You know, surprisingly, I would not look at it too. I honestly would, just not with Kristen. His stuff uh, does well. I mean, I'm even watching his his he has a show that he's producing nine one one and nine one one Lone Star, which is amazing. Um, the storytelling, the the texture of the people. Um, I don't think Kristen Stewart's part of his version <laughs> at all. <laughs> well, we shall see, or we won't, <laughs> or we just won't. And uh, that does it for this episode of Grants France. Ronnie, where can people support you and see and hear more of you? Um, randomlyronniejr.com is where everything lands. So just start there. Randomlyronniejr.com goes to the YouTube, but everything's uh, streaming as well. Uh, but the YouTube is fun too. Well, thanks for coming on the pod. I love you guys for listening. Be well out there. I will try to get back to you with a new episode coming up soon. I'm working like 60 hours a week. I want to get this to you for this week. 60? We'll what? see you. It's ridiculous. Oh I, I've can I, burned can I at out. Least incur- can I at least grant and encourage the people? It's a Sin on HBO is a really good series. I'll just leave it at that. Do your homework. Look at it. Um, because Grant has not been uh, available to record as much. It's a Sin. Go check it out. I, I was tearing up many of the episodes very very good team okay all right i'll have to look at it too now all right thanks ronnie (laughs) this has been grants rants follow grants on twitter and instagram at it's grants rants cover art created by howie rone original theme music by alexander artzen the grant michael collection Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.